This is the Ezra MMA Edition Podcast. We're talking about Johnny Walker versus Jamal Hill. Main event, UFC, live on ESPN Plus this past Saturday. Knockout of the year, contender, leader in the clubhouse, Jamal Hill sleeps Johnny Walker. Exactly what I called it, overhand left. Um, South Paul to righty. Johnny Walker just makes too many mistakes. He looks the part, but... You know, with, like they said, a million-dollar body, 10-cent head kind of situation here, right? Like, he just doesn't have the technique or, you know, fight game IQ to, like, really be able to capitalize on, like, the the highlight stuff that he can do, right? Like, the what he is good at, he can't seem to focus on that. And it's because it's a lot of wildness and randomness. And I think that sometimes when he lands, it's not really by, like, oh, I set that up. And it's kind of like I'm just big. Uh, explosive if I land I can hurt you right I can hurt you real bad and he was doing that for a little bit but you get to a certain level and guys make you drag something out of him right like he's not just going to give you the openings or he, you know he's also coming with his offense as fast as you're coming with yours he runs in a lot of trouble he's always going to run into a lot of trouble just because the positioning he puts himself in and Jamal Hill who is a guy that tries to you know, fight a little bit more with the fundamentals and a little more basic. Could get a little wild at times, but, you know, a little more cautious than what Johnny Walker was. And Johnny Walker, like I said, was never balanced when he moves. And he's always head over his knees or hips in the wrong spot, and he can never absorb the shots that well. And he didn't absorb the shot, and he went out cold, standing up. And it looked like when he hit the ground, he was going to break into a million pieces. And, you know, what? I, I think we're lucky that he did it, right? And he got took some a big shoulder right when Jamal Hill followed him to the ground and a big left hand as well and I, I think that's probably you know the end of the Johnny Walker experience that we're having in the UFC and I don't think anyone's ever going to consider him like if he stays as like a top contender or even a contender of any sort he's kind of just going to be you know he's going to have to work his way back up from like the lower end of the guy, new guys in the UFC, and a lot of the guys are just haven't got the exposure yet or the fights yet. So it's like those matches could be very tough. I don't expect Johnny Walker to be in the UFC much longer. And you know when you get knocked out like that, cold, you, you should really take a long break and just regather your thoughts and regather that you really want to do this and train the correct way to show up for the fight. Not saying that he wasn't in shape going into this fight because I think he was, but it's just Jamal Hill. Pushed him back, and when you get pushed back and you have to do things with your legs really quick, those those mistakes get really exposed. They get x-rayed. You get to see them. They stand out. And that's really what happened here. And I think that Jamal Hill, you know, if he didn't get his arm taken by Craig, you would have to think that he would be, like, on the cusp of a title shot. But the next fight could be very important. Should be a top five opponent. And let's see if uh, Jamal Hill can keep the win streak going. And let's see if the one slip-up with the submission where he gets his arm taken, you know, where would he be from that? Let's find out. And I really liked, I really uh, liked that performance for him. It's kind of like exactly how I seen it going. On the co event, you had Kyle Dawkins versus uh, Jamie Pickett, and it was a fight that I had picked Dawkins to win by submission. Dawkins does win by submission. You know, stand up. It's a really basic, really simple fundamentals using your length. It, it works. Now I think if it gets drawled out like in a stand up fight for Dawkins, I think he'd be in a lot of trouble. I think that. That one-two basic style, like standing straight up, keep using your length. It's good for so long, right? But there's guys that are getting better, especially in MMA and the UFC. 
and they're striking and they're just not going to get stuck in that range with the guy that, that and I think that once he get on the inside of him he could fall apart now the good thing about him is he can fight you know keep you long away but if you get on the inside he can take you to the ground and he's very deadly on the ground very dangerous and that's where he kind of like he went for the takedown quick in this fight he, he did a little stand up but then mostly went to look to get um, pick it down which isn't a bad move because I, I told you pick it wasn't very good on the ground didn't didn't have a lot of control didn't know distribute his balance and once he was on the ground he looked you know he very strong he could get out of certain things because of that but he looked like he was you know fish out of water and it looked like it was only a matter of time before Dawkins really caught him with something Dawkins is very good on the ground and if he can get most of his fights going forward on the ground he's gonna be a problem i think if you stay standing he'll have good moments but eventually a guy that's you know willing to work and get under those shots or even take a few to get in there i think he kind of that's the part where he could really fall apart but the ground game is very very good and i think that i hope that you know interested to see him keep going and implementing these takedowns i want this time it's before i've seen him like kind of like pull guard mostly or be able to like get taken down and not be okay with that, which he's very good at, but when he gets the takedown, I think that in, especially the MMA, that you need to kind of be able to get the takedown when you need it, and you can't just defend, like, I'll pull guard, or like, I'll shoot, and I'll go to the ground, it's like, you gotta be able to get it when you need it as well. The fight before that, we had Parker Porter versus Alan Baldat, and, uh, you know, first round tight, tight, tight first round. I think uh, Parker Porter pulls it out by getting uh, Porter, I'm sorry, Parker Porter pulls it out by getting the takedown and really controlling the takedown. Not like what um, Whitaker was doing with Adesanya, where he's like getting takedown, but they're popping right back up. No, he's holding this takedown, right? And I think that really saves the first round, which I thought was very close. Second round, I give it to Bulldog. And then the third round, Porter takes it down again and kind of just controls in there. And I did not think this was a hard fight to score. Uh, I don't think the judges really thought it was that hard to score. They scored it for Parker Porter didn't see any world beaters in this match or anything like that but you know Parker Porter is tough he found what you know the best way to win this this fight right and was able to pull it out against a guy that I felt like they were uh maybe trying to build up a little bit in Bulldog we also had Jim Miller on the undercard versus Nicholas Mota and um Jim Miller who you know not never really truly been the most exciting fighter but still very good and obviously a strategic fighter as far as you know how to handle these young guys in the he seems like he's improving right he seems like technique especially his standing is getting a lot better and um nicholas malta he's there's talent there right there's explosion there but you can't just if you step in range, I'm going to flurry and look to catch you something big. It's just, it's not the early 2000s anymore. Okay, there's not the early 2000s, not pride. That's not going to work anymore. And Jim Miller kind of saw that, right? This guy was not going to be able to punch unless he was in a certain range. And he, he took him away, he, he took him apart from uh, far away. And Jim Miller just very smart, very crafty, just a veteran. And really exposed Bolton, just bad cage IQ that's the truth of it and I hope that Jimmy Lake does make it to three, uh, UFC 300 we're a little ways away but I really hope that does happen and he he, he, he did 100, 200, 300 that's pretty amazing it's pretty amazing that he's still winning um, he's not like a third to tight or anything but I, 
he keeps it going. And I think if Don Cerrone is still lingering around, I think a rematch between him and Jim Miller would be a pretty damn good fight. We have a Magachev card this weekend that I'll be talking about, and I'm really excited about it. Even though uh, the late replacement in green, I don't. I really think it's a really mismatch. But there's undercards on that on that fight that I think are very interesting. I can't wait to see. Thank you guys for listening. It's a quick breakdown of the UFC's past weekend. This has been the Ezra Podcast.